magnitude of web three Half, yeah. uh, is that with web two, the interactive web, the information superhighway didn't go away. We still have all the information. We still use email. Uh, you, we you still probably have opened your email today. I have, I guarantee yes. every listener on here has Welcome to the Social Media Church Podcast. I'm Neil Smith. And in this episode of the podcast, we are talking about whether social media is still relevant in 2023. Aaron, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I mean, coincidentally, this is our last podcast ever. Uh, we're hanging it up after this. <laughs> ah, and yes. uh, we're going we're gonna to sell our audience. We're going to sell each of you uh, to the, the Web3 cryptocurrency bidders. Yes. Uh, and this is our, our last episode. Yes, we, we are creating our own cryptocurrency and we are moving into the metaverse. Um, and so we will see you with our avatars in the metaverse. And <laughs> this is the end of Web 2. Um, as oh. we know it. So it's not worth talking about uh, anymore if, if Web 2 and social media no longer exist. Uh, Aaron, this is the question that I, I feel like I'm getting because I have become... Um, obsessed a bit uh, with Web3, which is generally, there's a lot of things people talk about with Web3, and that's metaverse, that's cryptocurrency, that's NFTs, uh, that's the decentralization of the internet. Um, And we've been talking about that that for a while. Yeah, I feel like totally. I get the sense that, and the only reason I would be here too, so what I'm about to say, don't feel bad if you're there, just admit it. Uh, the only reason I'm not there is because one of my best friends is Neil Smith, and I, I I learn things. But I have a feeling a good a good portion of our audience doesn't even understand why it's called Web three. What in yeah. the world is is Web three? Web three D? Is it avatars? Is it like what what it, what in the world is Web three? And so Nils and I today wanted to break down the history of Web, uh, just yes. as we answer the question: Is social media still relevant in 2023? Yes. And we we need to start here because I do feel like Nils. Uh, people are starting to ask this question. And as we're trying to prioritize um, what, you know, we're, 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 there's speculations of a recession. And as, as churches are trying to figure out where their budgets are going to go, it's pretty easy to cut the social media guy. It's pretty easy to cut the content guy. It's pretty easy to do these things. And so we just feel like it's really important to address the question, not to justify this podcast, uh, which this is not the last episode, by the way, but because we really want to be responsible about helping you think for the next 5, 10, 15, 50 years, yes. uh, it's really important to address this question or else why are we here in the first yes. place? So let's start with web one. Uh, and Aaron, I'm curious... Do you remember the first time you got on the internet or your first kind of like, what was the beginning of the internet for you? Well, it was dial up. Okay. Um, So that, so it was for sure that Uh, I'm trying to think what my first experience of the internet was. I remember my, my first experience of like texting, which is, which is not necessarily the internet, but I do have a vivid memory of like, wow, you can send a message (laughs) to somebody else. Uh, and it was like with my dad's work phone. Uh, yeah. It wasn't even like, you know, it wasn't anything crazy. And then as far as like the internet goes, I wish I could tell you what the first like brow, I'm sure it had something to do with sports. Um, well, I mean, or maybe email. I don't, I don't know, to be honest. I can tell you with my friends though, 
the first thing I remember is AOL Instant Messenger, which is a, which is a part of your origin story uh, as the social media guide. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's what I remember. So for, for perspective, also, I was born in 1991, uh, so yeah. that that makes me you know young. But Nils, do you remember? You would you would have a more of a fighting chance at remembering that first moment, hopping on yeah. and riding the wave that is the internet, yeah, surfing the web. I, I remember when my dad got a home computer um, in the house and it was probably, you know, 1997, 1996, somewhere in there. And we had this, you know, Netscape uh, with the CD and dial up internet. And um, yeah, I mean, I just remember, and then email, learned about email and how you could then send messages, basically like write letters to each other um and so yeah it was it's a really just fascinating uh like i have access to all this information and it was the web and it was like i can go down this path of the web and this path and um and i don't even think search was a thing yet it was just like i click sports and then click this and then click that and it just it would take me down this pathway into information and it that's was crazy I need to pause here for a second because I, I, I was mocking, you know, uh, people for maybe not knowing why it's called Web3. I, I guess, to be honest, I didn't even really know why it was called Web, like Web. And it was literally a track, like all I can think of. And, and this generation that has not experienced without it, right? Gen Z or whatever's after Gen Z, they've stopped labeling them. Yes. Um, Search is an integral part of the internet. Like internet and search are synonymous, but there was a version of the internet that had nothing to do with search. Yes. And it was, like you said, it's a web and you would go down these different predetermined strands that you couldn't stray off of, but it was better than the dictionary. I mean, it was like, it was new. So that's why it was called the web. A lot, you know, so it'd be like, okay, I want to go back to this choice, you know, in the web. And, and it was, we called it the World Wide Web, and that's where that WWW came from. And and we could not, basically though, this was the information superhighway. Um, and and, that, and that's, that's where we now had instant access to information um, and real-time communication um, through email. Right. And, and that was the power of the Web 1.0. Um, and, and the information superhighway, and it was life-changing, um, for news yes. and information. Literally. Uh, and yeah, so that, so that was web 1.0. And then the web, you know, really what happened on the web is it kind of goes like web one to web two, which would be like AOL. Like then you got, you've got mail, you know, uh, and you, it, it almost becomes a little bit more interactive, uh, in ways Then you had search into web, web one still. Um, and then I would, and, th- and then there just became a point where it's like, okay, now there's a whole new internet when it became the interactive web with social media. Um, search became even more significant part of that. Mobile was a lot of the hardware, high speed internet. We moved from dial up internet to, you know, high, high speed internet, wireless internet. Um, yeah, you used to always have to have a wire, you know, to, to have the internet. Yeah. Um, and so, it uh, it really kind of took on a whole new dimension of what the internet could do. And you had e-commerce, you know, you think about like Amazon and eBay uh, and being able to buy and sell things on the internet. So it wasn't just, you could get information about what was, you know, available in the world. 
Now you can actually buy it off of, you know, a website. Uh, I do remember eBay. I yep. do remember the early stages of eBay and having experiences with that where like, I remember when just being able to buy something without bidding on it was yeah. like an upgrade, right? Like it was yeah. before it was like, I hope my internet works so I can get the last click on this, yes. on this yes. item yes. Uh, to buying something immediately with Amazon. And then I think eBay had the instant buy as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it became, it became interactive. What, what yep. was the first Wi-Fi experience? And, and I want to, uh, while you think about that, there's also an interesting correlation between a lot of the internet has shaped, been shaped off of the device itself as well, right? Yes. And so, what you're not gonna, you wouldn't be thinking about Wi-Fi when you have a big, giant desktop computer that's not going yes. anywhere. But yes. then you have the invention of like, oh, but now it's on my lap. Now yes. it's now it's in my pocket and yes. on a phone, right? And so there is a correlation always between the hardware. And this, what the internet needs to be based on where the attention on the internet is being yes. experienced. But what, what was your first experience with Wi-Fi? Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to even remember. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I, I kind of feel like it was, I remember my first laptop was my dad's hand-me-down compact uh, nice. laptop. Uh, and, and I remember I, I downloaded so much um, illegal music off of Napster you know, uh, and so that's what I remember. I primarily used it for, and yeah, I mean, so it was, it was just a, a really interesting thing of like, I can have the internet without wires, but it's yes. like, where's the, where's it coming from? Like, yes. how does this happen? Uh, where uh, this doesn't make sense, um, and it just, you know, like we just kept seeing progression to faster laptops, more, yes. you know, accessible laptops that had batteries that lasted more than thirty minutes. That's right. um, and so you just, we kept seeing a progression of hardware and access to the internet. And that's what we continue to see of like 5G internet now and yep. Starlink satellites. Um, and and so, so these are things, and even now virtual reality headsets that yes. are introducing Web3. I think the thing to, to before we jump to, from Web2 to Web3 Half, yeah. uh, is that with Web2, the interactive web, the information superhighway didn't go away. We still have all the information we still use email uh you, we still you probably have opened your email today i have i guarantee yes. every listener on here has opened from the youngest to the oldest listener you've opened your email today yes so email and web one is still foundationally key to the internet uh and what it is web two is an addition to the internet it was an expansion of the internet and services and uh, opportunities and availabilities uh, that, that were provided, that were interactive in nature. And so I, I say then Web3 is what we are perceiving to be the next big jump. So it's not just like a little like progression, like phones got a little faster, satellite, you know, internet, you know, got, got a little right. more accessible. Now it's like, oh, wait, now we're moving from centralized servers with Amazon, Google, Facebook, really owning most of the internet to that decentralization of internet where we can all kind of run these servers out of our houses with mining machines and, um, or, you know, we could cryptocurrency where we have a decentralized internet money, um, and NFTs where we can own digital items or virtual reality, where we can actually go to places with an avatar, uh, and interact with each other, uh, in a three-dimensional environment that we can't do on a flat screen. So, so, in many ways, it's just a, a, such a significant jump from what is to what's been 
that that's where it makes sense to, to move just like web one to web two, like eBay was such a massive jump from basically a, a static website. You know, yep. Facebook was such a big jump from a basic website. This interactivity made it a jump from web one to web two. Now we're, we're, we're perceivably going to another significant jump in hardware accessibility and basically the way the internet, you know, we behave on the internet um, and interact on the internet that, that it makes sense to call it web three because it, it is such a significant progression of the internet. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And so I have a few questions that I'm interested in yeah. uh, that I want to, that I want to dive some trends that, that you would be old enough to remember uh, that maybe I don't, don't quite you. And I, that's a, that's a cheap shot. Uh, it's, it's more that Nils has been paying attention to this for a lot longer than I have. Um, but before that, I noticed you mentioned Starlink. I'm curious, <laughs> and maybe people online uh, on Twitter can interact with us and let us know. Uh, I wonder if we're going to have any episodes this year where we do not mention Elon Musk in some form uh, or fashion. <laughs> We're two for two so far to start 2023. Yeah. Uh, it was just a, just a curiosity. And uh, we're also going to take a moment and talk about our agency. I have this dope Amplify social media hat on. Actually, underneath my Pray.com sweatshirt, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see me lift my sweatshirt up. You got, got my you got Amplify social media uh, shirt on as well. And Nils, we, we actually have a whole team that can help our listeners uh, answer some of these questions and make some of these jumps. Uh, maybe your whole church is functioning out of email and a website and you need to get on social media for the first time. We can help you do that. We can also help you think about strategizing around cryptocurrency and all things Web3 NFTs. Our team has been deep down those rabbit holes, mostly because of Nils. Hey, can we do this? Hey, can we try this? Hey, can we do this? And so we just want to let each of you know, uh, we have an opportunity here uh, to partner and come alongside you. And if you're wondering what it looks like to partner with us, you can go to amplifysocial.media. Is that uh, the website, Nils, or yep. am, I, am I just talking at this yep. point in time? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Amplifysocial.media. You can head there. Uh, there's some testimonials of some of the people that we work with. And it is it is a partnership, Nils. I mean, we come alongside. Uh, we're not just running a play for you. We're actually joining your team. Uh, and it's a really exciting thing because we see the gospel get advanced. And uh, we can help you do that in ways that maybe you don't have the tools for or don't have the expertise with. Uh, but whether you think you might be in that camp or not, just hop on a call with us. Uh, we'd be happy to. I'd be happy to meet with you. Um, and figure this out and we're not going to sell you on something you don't need. So don't be fearful of that. This podcast isn't going anywhere, but we do want to let you know that it's not Nils or I that makes this podcast. It is our team at Amplify Social Media. Uh, okay. Anything to add there, Nils? You, you, you feel no. like we, we covered Amplify. Okay. We did. We did. Uh, Technically, we this is Nils's team. I just get to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> and you're part of it. Yeah, we're both, we're both part of it, but this, together. this was Nils's baby. Uh, I'm the adoptive father that's coming in. However we want to do that. It is 2023. Um, okay. Before we uh, move past web two into web three, are there similarities, Nils, between what you remember from the jump from web one to web two that you're seeing now from web two to web three? And as you think about some answers to that, what I'm really getting at is it seems to me like AOL is looked back on it. It is like fondly remembered. Like, yeah, I had this handle. I was this, I was chatting with this. Right. And then 
oh, Facebook was awesome. Mark Zuckerberg, we all watched the social <laughs> network, Stanford, it was crazy. And now it's this huge thing in Twitter, early days, right? And we're living in the middle of this potential jump right now. And all of it is cryptocurrencies, fake, what are NFTs? This is so ridiculous. Like, just let me go back on Facebook where I belong. Uh, like all of these things, right? What was the jump from web one to web two similar or different to what we're experiencing now from two to three? You know, I, I think it's, I, well, there's, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to say, you know, I think yeah. as, as you look at the jump, and maybe we can just talk about some of the mistakes people made going from web okay. one to web two. Um, Let's do that. Let's do so, that. Because I think that's going to be helpful as we think about web two to three. And, and, and this is where I think it's very different. Um, because with web one to web two, I think a lot of churches and ministries are very resistant to the internet altogether. But then it's like, by the time they embraced having a website and email, it's like, oh, and now you should get a Facebook and a MySpace and a Twitter. And they're like, it's too much. It's too much. And I don't like it. And it, it's weird. Um, and it's unhealthy and we shouldn't have church. We shouldn't have phones in church. Um, and so we, we really resisted web two, uh, honestly, up until the pandemic, I would say uh, the pandemic is what really led to that's, whole mass adoption that's facts. Of, that's facts. 2020 uh, up to 2020. Yes. That's and right. it was like 10 years too late. Um, for those that were just beginning to embrace Web2, what I have, I see churches doing now is over-embracing Web3, where they're like, can you help us get on the metaverse? Can you help us create an NFT strategy? And it's like, yeah, I could, but it's it's really not a good use of your time, energy, and resources mm -hmm. right now. It's too early. Yeah. So instead of like, just focus on where you are and be ready, be paying attention, but it doesn't mean you need to go all in. Like maybe you start accepting cryptocurrency for the three people in your church who want to give cryptocurrency, which I think you should do, but it's not time to like, okay, we're, we're now basically because we missed web two, we're just going to do skip web two and go to web three. You have to, it's a, it's a plus game. And so this is the thing about web one is your website is still very important. Your emailing your congregation is still very important. It's actually more important, I would say, than social media. So your web one strategy today is still more important than your web two wow. strategy. If you're not, if you're doing social media great and you don't have a good website, you're That's... really not, you're not investing your time and energy, right? You need to make sure you have a good website and email so that your social media can help expand that. And then as you add web three to it, you need to have a good web two strategy that also helps augment your web one strategy, which then web three enhances even further. So it's an and game. And I know it feels like for churches like, oh, I got to do more. And the answer is yes. The other side, Aaron, as I ramble through all of this. No, is no, that this, this is really good news because we need to understand. And I'm glad you brought value. Web one is just as, if not more important today than it was when it started. Yes. And web two adds to that. And web three is not, it's not going to be any different. It's not crushing web two and web yeah. one. And it's just all gone guys. This is why this is the answer to the question of the podcast. Yes. It's still relevant and it's probably going to be more relevant in 10 years than it was today. So, yes. so you got to jump on it today, optimize it today. And also, by the way, don't forget about web one. So, so this is really good. Nils. Don't, and, don't, and add, don't. It, it, it changes. And this is the yeah. other reality is web one has changed. Web one isn't the same as it was like, 
your website needs to be mobile compatible now. Your website is like actually that. easier than ever because we've got platforms like WordPress and Squarespace. Yep. What I would have done for that when I was building church websites 15 years ago yep. um, on front page and with HTML. Yep. Um, and so now it's a lot easier to have a website. Your website needs to be yep. search engine optimized. Um, right. your and to be email, fair, AOL died. Yeah. Uh, so it, there was stuff that died. 100%. Like if you in, in MySpace died and Facebook is dying. Yes. Um, and so like with web two, there are platforms. That's why this podcast, I think is still so relevant. There are platforms that are coming and there are platforms that are going and we have to, so we have to continue to develop our web, web one strategy, which that's continue right. to develop our web two strategy while we begin to build our web three strategy. That's good. And right? I think that's the flow. That's the mindset that we've got to have as we move forward into. Which problem would you rather have Nils? Which problem would you rather have churches that are, this is confusing and from the devil mindset, or we should have done NFT launch Easter of 2020 and we missed <laughs> the boat. What, what mindset would you rather deal with? I am so grateful to be talking churches off the ledge of jumping in too soon. Uh, and so it, it feels so good that churches are like, man, I wish I would have jumped in, uh, or I'm so ready to jump into this new technology or I wish I would have jumped in sooner, uh, where, where, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm arguing, of uh, should you do this or should you not do this, uh, yeah, hardly right. at all anymore. It's really how do we most effectively do this? Uh, and I think the hardest thing right now in this shifting landscape is letting go of the platforms that aren't performing as well. So like Facebook, so many churches spend a lot of energy and time on Facebook yep. and they're having a hard time letting go of that because they're like, look, we built a following of 20,000, you know, page likes on our page. And, and I'm like, yeah, but you got two people seeing your content now. Yep. Uh, is, is it still worth your, and who cares that there's 20,000, there's two people actually looking at it. Um, yep. And so you, you've got to, sometimes you got to let things go. Uh, now I'm not saying everybody needs to let go of Facebook. Uh, but but I, I use that as an example of you, you got to let it go sometimes. And Mills I think and I have both worked in churches and I'm laughing because Facebook is just the new carpet, is the new grandma's church chair, is the new, right? Like the, yep. the, the churches that, that have historically done it the best and been able to pass on their legacy from generation to generation to generation are the churches that don't have the sacred cows per se, for lack of a better illustration yes. in the, in the pews, right? They're able to, they're able to lay it down when it needs to be laid down <laughs> and yes. we're going to get new carpet and we're going to get new, new chairs and we're going to get right. We're going to do the things. And so the same is true online. And, yeah. and to your point, Nils, no nostalgia here. We are interested in attention because yes. the gospel needs to be in front of the people where they're paying attention uh, because that's who needs the gospel. And so we are, we've always said it, you've always said it, right? Social media is tools. All web is, is a tool and we are technology. I think this is you, right? Technology agnostic, right? Yep. We don't care about the technologies. We're not loyal to the technologies or the platforms. We're loyal to the due diligence of making sure that the gospel is getting in front of more people with the new tools that are presenting themselves every day. And, and we're here to be your guides for that. I love it. That's it. Man, what a good conversation, uh, an important conversation. Uh, I just want to thank everybody for listening. Um, if you would, uh, leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you're listening. Uh, that means the world to us. We read all of those and learn yeah. from them um, as well. And if we could do anything uh, for you, don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, you can reach out to us on AmplifySocial.media. Um, we'd love to help come alongside your church through that. 
uh, or answer any questions you might have strategically about how your church uh, needs to approach social media. Uh, Thanks everyone for listening and we will talk to you again on the next episode. 